Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, the off-the-cuff exploration of everyday aha moments and life experiences. Join a cast of over 70 uniquely brilliant individuals. Each week, Mike Domish and an eclectic mix of cast members and special guests will engage in mindful and lively conversations about everything from meditation to spirituality to personal passions to successes and failures to relationships to the stuff that makes up the moments of our daily lives. Let's get started with your host, author, speaker, provocateur, and a bit of a goofball, Mike Domish. One of our sponsors this week is The Help, My Teen is Dating, DVD, and you can watch it a streaming online video. This is for parents, for educators who work with children, teenagers, preteens, really giving you the skill set to have those conversations can be so awkward and so uncomfortable. Find it at datesafeproject.org. Hello, I'm your host, Mike Domish, and thrilled to be here with our cast from the Everyday Mindfulness Show. This week's cast includes Sean Douglas, Lisa Baker King, Rick Clemens, and Barry Moniak. And this is a unique one because this is a return episode. We had this conversation with the same group uh, a little while back, and we, we just felt like we got to keep going. We're just getting into it. So this is a continuation one. Now, if you're wondering about that brilliant uh, cast that I just talked about, you can go to everydaymindfulnessshow.com to find out all about each one of those. Let's get into it because today's show is about nudity. That's right. Yes. Getting nude, being nude, how society treats nude, all those kind of fun things. It's just fun to say nude. All right. So we're going to get into this, dive into it, how society treats it. Are there biases? Uh, genders treated differently? Could even between sexual orientation, can there be different treatments or identities? We're going to dive in all the way here. We're going to, and there's actually a timely situation occurring in the news. So if you're listening to this, it might have happened six months ago. So I'll reference it so you can look back in Google. And that is that. Britain's Got Talent had an episode with one of their judges, Amanda Holden, wearing an outfit that people just flipped out that was showing too much skin, pretty much saying it was sexualizing a family show by showing the skin that it was showing. Uh, So that gets us right off into the concept of should you be able to show skin and be have your body exposed, having what by TV standards was covered? For instance, nipples need to be covered by TV standards for public TV. Though all those areas were covered, is that sexualizing because you wear an outfit like that? Or is that somebody being fully expressive of their body and being comfortable with their body? Lisa, what do you think? You know, I, and I, I looked at those pictures, and first of all, I mean, she looked amazing. I, I thought she looked absolutely beautiful. You know, and it just continues to amaze me that we put these labels on the body. Saying she looked like a stripper, and I'm doing air quotes, just blows my mind because I, I, what does that even mean? She, she looked amazing. Um, her, her back was showing, the top of her buttocks, some cleavage. But she looked absolutely fantastic. Nothing was inappropriate, in my view. 
And it just made me think about that. I'm, I'm a fan of America's Got Talent and Britain's Got Talent. I, I love those kind of shows. I love seeing what people can do. And uh, last year on America's Got Talent, Nick Cannon. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Nick Cannon. But he wears some wild outfits. I mean, they're pretty cool. Sparkly shoes and these suits that are somewhat tight. I mean, they look good on him. And he wears like high water pants to show off his funky socks. But nobody puts a label on that. Nobody says, hey, he looks like, I don't know, uh, a pimp. You know, you never hear that. So it just is amazing to me that we put these labels on women. You know, and at the same time as a society, for example, if we're going out as adults to some dress event, as a lady, when you go look for a dress, less is more. I mean, they're showing skin. So when you do wear that, it's kind of one of those you're darned if you do and you're darned if you don't. So for the let's let's have the counter argument to this is the parents. And this is what we're seeing happen is a parent saying, okay, this is a family show, which America's Got Talent, Britain's Got Talent would actually agree with. They agree with that part, that our demographic is the family audience. And so my child's watching that. They're seeing this sexualized outfit. Now, I know my own personal reaction to that is to saying, well, then you explain to your child that the only thing that makes that sexual is the person who chooses to interpret that and treat that in a sexual way. That's the human body. So what if the child says, mom or dad, I'd like to dress like that to school tomorrow? So I've got a 10-year-old daughter and a 3-year-old daughter. And if they're going to dress like that to school, I would be against that only because of the setting that, the, I mean, the school is supposed to be a, quote, professional. I mean, I know it's bullying and, you know, whatever. But it, in that setting, it's, I don't know, because, I mean, you're there to learn. You're not there to judge outfits. I mean, anytime that somebody judges anything, it, I, I believe that it's just absolutely wrong. If somebody wants to wear something, wear something. But... It's, it's when people take it to another level and interpret it, like you said, interpret it a different way, that it becomes problems. And that's why we had school uniforms and everything. But I wouldn't let my daughter wear it only because my belief is that school is not a setting for that. It's a professional environment. You wear things that, you know, show good taste and, you know, save it for, I don't know, a, a party somewhere. Or I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion. Well, my daughters are, this is Barry, my daughters are a bit older than yours, Sean. I would never tell them what they can or can't do, but I would have extensive conversation with them about possible ramifications of what they do. And we may think as adults that school is a professional setting for education. The kids in school, and even if we remember back, it's a fashion palooza. I mean, everybody's trying to be cool and in and make their statements. And so those would be the kinds of questions I would want to be asking is if people respond or react favorably, how is that going to make you feel? If they respond unfavorably, how's that going to make you feel? And are you ready for that? Because I can't help you with that once it happens. So let's just think this through. Well, Barry, I like the clarification you gave there because the first language used was you need to be aware of the ramifications. And I'm sure you didn't mean it that way, but I could hear a lot of people listening going, whoa, 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 is he blaming them for how people are going to treat them? But then you came back around nicely and said, hey, if you get this reaction, are you? how will you feel about that? How will you feel about this reaction? And so I think versus ramifications more than it's more reactions are you ready for the reactions? Are you comfortable with the reactions? Because they're not your fault, but you'll live with that in, in society. 
Well, if some of those people judge you to the point where they unfriend you, that's a ramification. That's something that you need to be ready for. You could alienate people that you thought were in your camp. Yes, but I don't think you, the outfitter you didn't cause it. The person made that choice. And so that's, I think, a difference in that person had a reaction versus a ramification means I made this choice. I mean, for, for me, and maybe I'm misinterpreting. But for me, when you think of ramification, I made this choice and this occurred because of my choice. In other words, my choice was the fault of it. And in this case, I think it's the reaction of the person that's, that's judging you that's the fault of that, not the person wearing the outfit. And I would agree with you if we were in an altruistic society, <laughs> but we're not. So every time you walk out the door, people are judging you. Even if you're you know, smack dab normal, they're still judging you. But you do anything abnormal, and now you're just upping the ante of what that reaction can be. So, yeah, I, I still stick by ramification that people, and that's the whole thing about everyday mindfulness. You know, are we aware of how we're showing up and what that is setting into motion that people could respond to react to? That, that's my choice. That's what I'm setting into motion. And so that's where my accountability and responsibility lies. Now I have to deal with, okay, what's everybody else's two cents about me? So under that, for, for your, your interpretation of mindfulness is that when you put an outfit on, you're responsible for the, how other people react to that because you chose to put it on. Yeah, if I'm dressing for a, a client meeting, a job meeting, you know, something, and, and I underdress, overdress, I'm the one who made those choices and decisions. So it's up to me to be mindful. What is it exactly I'm trying to accomplish? If I go to a friend's party where everybody's hanging around, having fun, drinking, and I'm in a three-piece suit, I did not hit the target. I'm going to be out of place, and I could make other people feel uncomfortable. Like, what, what's this guy's deal? So here's the danger I, I hear in this moment, and that is this. I can be mindful that if I wear this, it could draw this kind of attention. I can be mindful of that when I, when I put that on. I, what I don't want that to become is for me to be mindful of it and then say that, it's my fault if things happen based on that. Because, the, for example, we live in a very sexually violent world. So a lot of people listening to this can be, have been experienced that where they chose to wear something, knowing that that outfit might get attention, but that they knew that I have the right to wear that. Then somebody did some horrific harm on them and in, in, in acted sexual violence on them. And people go, well, you should have been mindful that when you put that on, that that's what you set in motion. It becomes a, very quickly a victim-blaming situation instead of saying, look, you have the right to wear that. Now, be my, you can be mindful that people might not react the way you would hope. Like you said with your daughter, what would be your reaction if somebody treats you this way or that way? But in no way does that mean you set into motion because you wore that outfit, somebody else's 